I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Tommy Vincent, your host of In Her Words podcast. And I am looking forward to having a conversation with Jill Stelfox. We are going to be engaging in a conversation that many people may not even be aware of the impact of technology in the world of sports. So Jill, welcome to the table. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So we are going to get right into our conversation and I want to give everyone some highlights about you. And these highlights highlights are just a few because Jill is doing many other things. But let me just give you a little indication of the powerhouse that we have joining us today. She is the executive chair and CEO of Panzora. She is a proven technology leader with over 20 years of experience, and she is a sitting board member of Women in Sports Tech. So now I've listed off some of those things, but can you please tell everyone in your words, who is Jill? Well, it starts with me being a uh, God-loving mom and grandma, (laughs) of uh, mom of two, grandma of two, Uh, but I love sports. And so uh, I also love business. In my career, I've uh, raised, prior to Panzer, I raised 50 million in venture and returned a billion to investors. And I also 
was the creator of Next Gen Stats, um, with along with the NFL, um, where we track NFL players' statistics during every game. So you said you said a couple of things where my ears perked up, but let me tell you where I really perked up at when you talked about being the mom of two and the grandmother of two. I have six grand grandchildren, and they call me my mom. <laughs> and we have five children and uh, two uh, children in loves. I call my um, the spouses of my children uh, my in loves because I love them dearly, just like they're my own. Mm -hmm. So I totally value family. And I know as a woman in business that in order to be successful at all the things that having that anchor of your family and kind of the ability to look at them and see them, it, it gives you some fuel and some why to what we do. So I know that that's really important to you. Yeah. Uh, I have a daughter and I have a granddaughter and okay. it drives me so much. I also have a son and a grandson, um, but it drives me so much because I think the world for women can be very different. And there, mm -hmm. by the way, is a great place for women in sports. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So can you just share with everyone just, you know, what is Panzora? Just so everyone has an indication of what it is. Yeah. So um, Panzora, we are a um, hybrid multi-cloud file system. What does that even mean? So we're like box or drop box. It's a place to store your files. Um, and in the enterprise for businesses, storing files is quite hard because they're bigger than our individual files and there's a lot more and they need to move a lot more places. So in sports, for example, we work with um, the Saints and the Pelicans and we do everything from scouting film to game film to their marketing um, information that they put out over social media in real time. And so creating the files and pushing them to where they need to be in real time is kind of our bread and butter. Okay. So can you, I, I know you just shared some of how technology has an impact on sports. And you also mentioned that you are the creator along with the NFL with next gen, um, can you next gen stats can you really just help us those who are you know are not tech savvy and really don't have an understanding of how does technology and sports where's the intersection there yeah it's actually really interesting because i'll use the next gen stats example previous to next gen stats there was a whole bunch of statisticians that would do things by watching. And it's really hard to watch, you know, 22 people on the field and know what's happening in, you know, think of it as television time, right? If you want to talk about the outcome of a play, often they would talk about what happened with the play where the ball is, but there might've been something great that happened where the ball wasn't. And, it's hard to watch all those things if you're a person, but it's what we knew. So it's what we had. Now you can put tracking technology, 
you know, it's, it's two tags that are in the shoulder pads and those electronically send the location of the person and you can match that to their Jersey number. So you know who they are. And then you can now start watching it in real time and sending different pieces of information. Like, for example, we didn't know how fast people ran. It's so funny to think about this, right? Five years ago, we would watch a football game. We'd be like, that guy's really fast. (laughs) Yeah. So fast. Well, now we know what so fast means because we, you know, we have the technology on those players and we can say he was running 18 miles an hour and the defender was only running 17 miles an hour. So he was going all the way, right? Because <laughs> he was out running the guy. And we could know those things with technology now. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, you know, technology is one of those things where as it's unfolding, it's amazing how much information is acquired or can be acquired mm-hmm. rather through technology. And, you know, like you said, it, it, it's not eliminating man from the process, but what it is, is it's providing more information, more accurate information, if you will. And and that's really great for any sport I can imagine. Yeah. You know, one other example, that's kind of fun. So at Panzera, we started working with teams. Um, we work with the, the Miami Marlins this way too, where we track their film. So the, for scouting. So what would happen is the scouts would go to high school games or college games and they would get film and they would have it on their laptop or a jump drive and they would mail it in or turn it in when they got to the office, whatever. Well, all of that could get lost along the way. And as a mom with a son, the worst thing that could happen to me is that my son's game film doesn't make it to the people that could make a decision about it. Like, oh, my gosh. right? (laughs) And so I'm so like it honestly brings me such pride for such an interesting reason, I think, that I'm so proud that we're helping these scouts because those young men getting on those teams is everything to their families it's everything Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so like if there was something that prevented that magic moment for that family like what so I'm super (laughs) excited that we're a part of it (laughs) so like many industries um and and I actually heard you say this that you know your industry has not changed in 20 years why do you think that is and how do we because this is not this is not something that is just this industry I would say that about a lot of industries where there's just we we get kind of stuck in the way of tradition and Mm. we miss out on the opportunity to evolve into not losing but gaining what can come out of us, you know, just moving forward and adding some things to the arsenal. So how do we keep what's golden and implement the necessary changes to continue to evolve, to bring the technology industry forward? So I think this is really an interesting question because I think some of this is rooted in 
emotional attachment to sports, to the game. Mm -hmm. The game is precious and it should be played in a certain way. And what's interesting about it is um, it's the same in any industry like we talked about, right? Well, we always did it this way. It's always like this. But whether you talk about football or baseball or soccer in America, the crowds need to be younger because that's how we grow fans. And our children, like let's just talk about our grandchildren. I have a three-year-old grandson who knows how an iPad works. He knows everything about mm-hmm. it. He can dial me on a cell phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I didn't have a cell phone at three. <laughs> there were no iPads when I was three. So <laughs> they're very tech savvy. And so the idea that they could know speed of a player or distance between two players, it's natural for them to incorporate tech in their play and in their life. Mm-hmm. And so if we want to engage those that group of people, we need to speak to them where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I also think it helps, frankly, women who are responsible often for the wallet to get the tickets or the, <laughs> or the jerseys or the whatever, right? I think it's helpful that we are included too and that we could use technology to understand the game better and mm-hmm. follow our players better. And so I just think bringing technology to the forefront in enhances a game. It doesn't change the rules of the game. It doesn't get rid of the things that people love and cherish about a game. I think it enhances the fan experience, which is, I think, key. Um, And so if you look at like what we're trying to do in Pansura, our industry of storing things, it's been the same way for 20 years and no one's reinvented how it's done, even though the cloud's been here for a dozen years. And so... (sighs) We just look at these moments and say, wait, why aren't we changing? Let's keep what's really good about safety and storage of files, but make it better, faster, cheaper, easier, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think the same is true for sports. We can we can gain fans without changing what we love about the game. Mm-hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Change is sometimes, you know, it could be difficult to mentally like accept the change. But once you get in it, um, you recognize like, okay, wait a minute, this is a good thing. And so it's like mm-hmm. the willingness just to go for it, you know, and recognize yeah. that progress is good in all areas of life. And especially when you talk about, you know, I think about how when we're going to the college football games and everything, everything is now on my phone. The yeah. parking pass, the tickets in the stadium. When I want to order food, I'm scanning a code, you know, scanning the um, QR code so that I can place my order on my phone. And then I can walk up to my the counter and grab the food and it creates efficiency so lines are, you're not standing in long in lines for long periods of time and everything is just moving more quickly. And also I noticed that the people behind the counters that are serving the uh, customers at the game, they don't seem as stressed. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you, like you're working and you got it. So technology in, in the fan experience, it shows up in a lot of different places. It does. And I think it's actually, especially the food example, right, is such a good one. Because often, when you think about going to a game, I love college football, by the way, it's like the best, the the, best. <laughs> it's the, the feel in the air of the game, right? It's so amazing. Um, and so it can be a hassle, right? Where do I park? Do I have all the things? Do I have my ticket and my pass and my this and 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 getting everyone in together and <laughs> and so technology just eliminates some of the hassle factor. And I love the the one about buying food. Often it's so hard to make that happen at an event, mm-hmm. or at least in the past it has been. Um, I think COVID, by the way, helped the QR code scanning menu thing helped a lot. And so keeping that going, it just allows us to order for our whole family really efficiently. We can even sometimes order ahead, which is the best. And then we can just go and get it. And it's no stress, which means I'm happier and I come back. And so I just love all of that. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So Panzora encourages its team team members to bring your weird. What Mm. does that mean? 
So for us, it means bring your authentic self to work. And so be who you authentically are. And we have all kinds of great conversations. If you're trying to change an industry, you have to clear your mind for the space to dream about what's possible. And so when something happens in the world, um, whether it's a race issue or a violence issue or anything, politics, let's Mm -hmm. talk about it and let's understand each other's perspective. I, you know, the goal is not to come up with a common way to do something because if we did, we would lose our creative thread. It's to come up with an understanding that there's other ways to look at things. And so we love weird people. The weirder you are, the more curious we are about what's going on and what drives you to think that way. And for us, it's really worked. We bought this company two and a half years ago and went from doing, you know, the, the old company before we bought it would deliver one new product every couple of years. We have delivered seven products in the last two and a half years just through innovating and creativity because we're super weird. I mean, we are. <laughs> We really the weirder are. the better. <laughs> the weirder the better. It's, it makes for the most fun day because you don't know what's happening. So it's really cool. <laughs> I love it. Like it was, it was just, by the way, um, Day of the Dead in Mexico. And one of our Mexico employees happened to be here in Dallas, Texas, and showed up dressed in full costume with face paint. And we were like, it's the day after Halloween. And we're like, whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) So we had the best time. We all learned about Day of the Dead and all of what it meant. And like, it was so fascinating. (laughs) And what an amazing place that you would spend all that time to get dressed up that fancy to come Mm. and share your history with us. And it was, we just had the most magical day. It was so fun. It was really fun. (laughs) So to be an entrepreneur, um, it is not for the faint at heart, in my opinion. You know, it really takes a special mentality. And I've heard you say that you are a serial entrepreneur. What qualities do you possess that make you a successful entrepreneur? And how does that show up in your leadership as CEO at Panzora? Um, So I think this is actually a really funny question because I think, by the way, women and moms are, they have the natural instinct for this because the number one thing is courage and the Mm -hmm. second is tenacity. And it reminds me, you know, like when your kids are in, elementary school or something and they come home one day and they're like you know so and so didn't treat me fairly and you're like what like the whole mother thing comes out what I'm gonna go talk to the teacher and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and and what you don't hear in your head is the unfairness should exist like that's Mm. like we would never think that 
Like it just mm-hmm. doesn't even, it, it actually would never occur to us that maybe it was an okay situation that it was unfair. It's not even on the agenda. Mm-hmm. And so when I, as an entrepreneur, I know, like, for example, I have a history. I've raised 50 million in venture capital and returned a billion to investors. Never failed. So then I go to raise money you at say Panzer. say that so casually. <laughs> well, it's because, it's, it's because the rest of it is so crazy. So I then go to raise money for Panzera, and I want to raise 50 million again. And I have to talk to 77 investors, get told no, almost 60 something times, 65 times to get the term sheets I needed to get the $50 million. So let's say it's 65 people said no. Nope, you're not worthy of being funded. That's what I think. Nope. So I heard you don't understand. That's what I heard 65 times. You don't understand. I haven't done a good job explaining to you why this is a really good bet. I just haven't explained it well enough. It's, it's, I need to do something different. And so some people can hear 65 no's and think this isn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that way. It doesn't occur to me that it's a no. I really, I, I just keep pushing. And then the other mm-hmm. thing, the other quality to be like, you know, kind of honest about it is like the vulnerability to be sad at the hard moments and then get right back on the horse. Mm-hmm. And I also think women are naturally good at this, right? There's lots of sad moments that we feel for our families and our kids and ourselves. And then the next day we got to go to work and put the clothes on and do the bath time. And like, we, we just got to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, by the way, it's one of the reasons why I, I have always loved sports. I played sports growing up, but it, and I love coaches is coaches have to do this. You lose a game and you're angry and you're frustrated and you're all those things. And then you got to go win the next week. Like, what are you going to do? Like you have to mm-hmm. stop wallowing and pick yourself up and just go do it. And that's a part of, I think, being a really good entrepreneur too, is you just I actually learned this from Sean Payton. He taught me this trick. So when something really bad goes, happens, and I feel like I lost, lost a sale, lost an opportunity, lost something, I pick a specific amount of time, two hours, four hours, six hours, where I'm going to feel really sad about it, mad about it, all the things, unfair about it, all the things, and then I'm never going to think about it again. And I set an alarm on my watch. (laughs) And when the alarm goes off, I drop it. It's done. I can't feel bad anymore. I'm done. That is, it's it's really important to feel and acknowledge what you're feeling and not act like it does not exist because it is real. But you can't allow it to prosper and you sit in it and waddle in it because then it becomes all-consuming and you really take your eye off of the mark. Like that's a moment in time and one moment in time should not have the power to steal away all of the moments. I totally agree. And it's funny because when you start time bounding the bad stuff, it actually helps you remember or also sit in the good stuff. 
which I think sometimes we as women brush off like, you know, oh, it's not so important or whatever. But you know what it is. The wins are wins. Small wins, big Mm -hmm. wins, they're wins. They're wins. Yeah, absolutely. So we know in addition to you being this um, phenomenal businesswoman, you are a family woman. You shared that. You have two children, two grandchildren. And how do you manage the priorities of it all? Because all of it takes precedence at some point in time. And in that equation also includes you. So how do you manage all of that to get the success that you're looking to get out of all of the lanes of your life? So about, I don't know, maybe it was like five years ago now, I I stopped searching for work-life balance. And instead, I focused on self and soul care. Like, how do I do that? Um, because somehow this idea of work-life balance made me feel guilty that I was always in the wrong place at the wrong time. If I spent more time at work, it would be better. If I spent more time at home, it would be better. You know, this whole kind of mindset. And when I talked about soul care and self-care, it was like, okay, what fills my soul? So what fills my soul is trick-or-treating with my grandson. (laughs) And so, you know, that like is amazing. My granddaughter's only one, so she fell asleep early. But, you know, going trick-or-treating. And so make sure that I planned my meetings and my day around being in the city that he's in having the time to trick or treat. And then if I need to get back online, you know, after a few hours, fine. And so I, I stopped putting constraints on time of day for any of it. Um, and it really opened my eyes up to what's possible. You know, I wake up early in the morning and I, and I spend time doing what I want to do in quiet moments I do a puzzle, I read a book, I spend time doing things early before my mind gets all filled with things. And then I go to work, I do work and even take time during the day if I need to, to do family. Um, And so I don't miss it anymore. I don't miss games. I don't miss things with my kids. I just, I don't miss out on those things. Um, And then I think COVID really got me focused on the importance of connecting more often with our families, like our extended families. Um, And so we started doing these sister trips with my sister. And then that turned into like, well, let's invite all the people. And so, you know, we've started doing these simple things to connect that are simple and often we don't need to do a sister trip that's a week long. You can do it for 24 hours. It's still amazing. It's amazing, right? And so we stopped putting all these constraints on why we couldn't do stuff and just started doing it. Um, And so I would say that's my trick is I don't do the guilt around work-life balance. I work on soul and self. And that seems to be like good for everyone. (laughs) do you love selena like really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what advice would you give to young Jill if you could have a conversation with her when she was in that space where she was trying to figure life out? Um, you know, my grandmother used to tell me when I was growing up, she would say, I hope you become comfortable in your shoes very quickly. And I think that was her way of saying, you're enough. And I can't wait for you to figure out that you're enough. Um, and I think it took me till I was maybe 45. I'm now 56. It took me a long time to figure out that I was enough. I was a great mom and a great business person and a great, like all the things it's enough. Um, and I would say you're going to be okay and you're enough and quit trying to prove to anyone other than yourself what you need to be because you don't, you can just be you. That's why I love bring your weird. It literally, I could just be me and I'm weird and it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> Well, it's cool for me. I don't know if other people think it's cool, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so this segment of our conversation is I am bringing her to the table with me. And this is your opportunity to give another woman some verbal flowers um, because you recognize that you are not where you are in your career without her fingerprint on your life? There's been so many 
women that came before me. And it was actually interesting because I think uh, if you look at women in business that were CEOs of companies, very few. Carly Farina was an early one. And mm -hmm. it was, for her, really hard. Um, but then you have somebody like Michelle Obama, who could not have had more grace. Or even Oprah, who was like, look, if, if I have to keep asking for a job, I'm just going to buy the company so I can own them all. And I don't have to ask work for anybody. And I was thinking, what a good idea. Right. So, <laughs> so there's been this whole series of women that have come before that have shown me the way. And the one thing I know for sure is that we women need to see it to be it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we always see it in one person, right? You can see the qualities, just like I mentioned, right? The grace and humor of Michelle Obama. And she's smart as a whip. Like, ugh, love that, right? And Oprah, who's like, let's just become a mogul. I'll just control my whole <laughs> life. And, and Carly Farina, who was super tough in a man's world, probably tougher than I want to be as a person, but she mm -hmm. had to bring that whole game in order to break that ceiling the way she did. Um, and so... It doesn't have to be one person. It can be a lot of people that give you those moments of grace that could change your trajectory. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I would say is that all of that taught me that I don't have to be everything. I can be mm -hmm. what I'm good at and that's still good enough. I don't have to be perfect for everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about those women that I look up to. I still do. Mm -hmm. So we're going into our final segment. And this segment is food is love. And I love people to life through food. And so these questions are like questions that I think of often and just how food is such a great connector you know, no matter what part of the world you're in, everybody's got to eat. Um, and we have these tr amazing traditions. So I have some food questions that I'm going to ask you. And the first one is, what food best describes your personality and why? Um, so I think it's a good charcuterie board. <laughs> 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 so... Um, when my son was born, he was um, sick for the first two years and would cry all the time. And we couldn't operate. We couldn't do anything. He's perfectly fine now. But those first two years of our married life were super hard. And so we would use a charcuterie board as our date night. We'd put our kids to bed and we couldn't leave. And so we would do this wine and cheese charcuterie board. And then we kept doing it every Friday night our whole lives. We've been married 33 years. So all of our friends know on Friday or Saturday night, there will be a charcuterie board at our house and they come and they come and they bring a glass of wine and we sit around and eat and talk. And I love that. And it's literally the best way to decompress. And so a good charcuterie board 
for me. That is a beautiful tradition. Um, for 33 years, that's amazing. Yeah. Every weekend, 33 years. It's pretty rare. There'll be an odd weekend where we don't do it, but like almost 52 weeks a year. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I come to your house on the weekend. has food ever been healing for you i think it is by the way i agree with you i think it is healing completely right um my favorite holiday is thanksgiving because Mm -hmm. you make dishes together as a family Mm -hmm. and you eat together and there's nowhere to be and nothing to do well it's a good football game on but you know, there's nothing to do. And um, it's so much fun. And I, it's funny when I travel for long stints and I come home, I want a grilled cheese sandwich because it's like home warm food mm-hmm. for me. So, yeah. I do think it's you. Does your family have an heirloom recipe that has been passed down from generation to generation? Mm. We have two. And interestingly Mm -hmm. enough, they're both. So my husband has one for um, shortbread cookies that he makes Mm. at Christmas time. And somehow our friends know this tradition too. So they'll come (laughs) for wine and cheese and steal the cookies. (laughs) Um, and then we have another oatmeal cookie recipe from my great great grandmother. And mm. it is so good. And it's funny because we forgot about it. And then COVID happened. And I made them. And then our kids are like, wait, great grandma's cookies. And it became like the COVID thing. We would deliver them to our neighbors and our friends, oh, these wow. bags of cookies. And everyone says the same thing. These are so good. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love that. Yeah, cooking, cooking is the gift that keeps on giving. And this recipes, I call them heirlooms because if you continue to pass them forward, the people that we loved, who may not have an, had an opportunity to meet the great 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 grandchildren, those great great grandchildren get an opportunity to meet that person at the table and experience their love in every single bite. And so food is amazing in that way. And so I'm always encouraging people, if you have family recipes, continue to pass them along so you can keep those heirlooms moving throughout the family for generations to come. I agree. We even, by the way, call it. So um, my grandmother's name was Theta and, or Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we call it grandma Theta's cookies, right? And my children never met her, yet they feel like they know her and they think of her as this really great person because of this, right? It just Mm -hmm. is part of that sort of journey, right? So I think it's great. Well, Jill, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. And how can people find you if they just want to learn more about what you're doing and the wonderful things that you're working on, or if they are looking for you to raise um, $50 million for them (laughs) so they can get that billion dollar return? So I'm on uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest place. Jill Stelfox on LinkedIn. There's only one of me. 
Um, and then panzera.com if you want to learn more about what we do uh, with technology and sports. Thank you for that. So thank you once again for joining me at the table and staying a while and allowing us to hear in your words the amazing things that are taking place in your life and what you're doing to make an impact on the world of sports. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.